0: welcome to episode 219 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? Welcome. Hello. Always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming. Joining me this week is the one and only Kat. Hello. Hi, pal. How are you? Hi,
1: pal. I'm okay. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you.
1: Good. Good, good, good. Are you uh, uh, having a good time in your space suit?
0: I am. <laughs> I am flying amongst the stars. I talked about that a little later. Oh, my goodness me. Um... <laughs> You seem like um, you've got like 27 million things going on at once right now.
1: Yeah, life's a bit life right now. Um <laughs> am changing jobs. I'm moving county. I'm trying to buy a house. I don't think any of those things are really coming to fruition at any point. I don't have a contract, but I leave my job next week. It's all a bit of a shit show, pal. So no. yeah, like, I don't know if it's the NHS. I don't know if it's universities. I don't know. But like... I Yeah, I don't have – no, nobody has a contract for the new job that I start in two weeks' time, three weeks' time. But I Next. leave my job in a week's time. I don't have anywhere to live yet uh, because the house was supposed to complete two weeks ago. That hasn't happened. Uh, yeah. I might be paying three rents at once. Don't really have the money for that because my new job is a massive pay cut. So, I mean, I don't know, man. My blood pressure is high. My cortisol has been released. Um, which for people who don't know cortisol is stress um have a call that gets released <laughs> <laughs> when you feel stressed um, yeah so oh, it's, good. it's all great it's all fabulous and redacted as being a piece of shit so <laughs> <laughs> not
0: redacted anything but redacted
1: not redacted not the game redacted <laughs> um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that but I'm sure I am but I don't know maybe cut it if
0: you're unsure it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine. We could be talking about literally anything. So it's okay.
1: Exactly. we be talking about my my, my toe. <laughs> so um, you know,
0: low key so, season two. Yeah, talk about that as well. Yeah, just sort of latest trailer for that. Very exciting. Uh, Josh, no, you don't know that. Hello. Yes. Hi. It's been a while since yeah. I've been here consistently. It feels like it has. Oh. Yeah. It was um, me cat and yog last week, and we had a very nice time. But it was it was strange without the usual the usual suspects. Yeah,
2: well, we we were we kind of wanted to do it a day later, didn't we? Because uh, of circumstances, and then the next day I was just like, "Oh shit, I'm working." Um, and then the previous weeks, I've just done a little thing called, you know, get married. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been kind of been away from that and kind of just um, I've not settled really because as soon as I well during all the kind of pandemonium of party and getting married and seeing everyone um i was also reviewing and i still am uh i'm not complaining though because i've <laughs> played some absolute bangers last month and um uh, the uh, trend is consistent in september too um and it's probably gonna be till the end of the year now uh so yeah i'm happily busy um Kind of the opposite of cat, unfortunately. Can I
1: just say that I'm um, like I'm I think Josh is turning into the machine that Sean is because the kid's done like seventeen pieces for the site last month. Yeah, seventeen. Great, great, great. Not seven, not 10, 17. I feel like I've done less than seventeen all year. Um that's, that's, so that's <sighs> getting wild, married. Man. Come and on now, guys. Doing all that for the site. You're a fucking machine, pal, so we... what, credit where credit's due.
2: We've, we've all been chipping in, I think. Um, you know, Toby is kind Make of... Make a
1: compliment, take it, sit with it, get that warm, fuzzy feeling inside yeah, your heart and go, yeah, I, admit, I did it! I admit,
2: I've reviewed a lot of games. A lot of them were also news pieces, which don't, only take a couple of hours of your time. But yeah, I was, um, you know, coming home drunk at night after uh, seeing friends over the weekend whilst getting married and then writing up afterwards in in a intoxicated state so but you know it's it's all fun on games I- at finger guns
0: indeed there was that uh, day you got four codes in one fucking day very to be impressive. fair one but of those them... the josh, josh 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 games all games exactly any games um yeah yeah congratulations man i'm very happy for you thank you um May you have lots of eternal years together doing love stuff
2: (laughs) certainly some love stuff
0: yeah that's what i meant (laughs) and finally returning from the land of potatoes and stuff i don't fucking know where it was
3: hey miles hello there i'm back from jersey the land of potatoes indeed
0: and good milk hello there hello there oh there it is i missed it Uh, hello there uh now i need to ask um this is probably a no but have you been watching ahsoka
3: uh, I have not yet. No, I have not. Barely had a minute to uh, look at a TV,
0: other than to play games that I need to play. Can you? Uh, can you stop being so busy and watch Ahsoka?
3: I would love to do so.
0: <laughs> it's really annoying me that you, that we don't watch Star Wars.
3: I know. Give me about a month or so, and things might have settled down by then. You know, and then maybe we can then we can get back on the Star Wars hype train. Okay, fine. There. See, just a month, and then I reckon we'll be good. We'll be good. All right then. All righty then.
0: Alrighty, how are you, sir? Are you right? Yeah,
3: not bad, thank you. It was uh, nice to go back to Jersey for once. Uh, normally, going back is always quite stressful, but actually, this time, it was quite nice. I had a really nice time. The weather was good, and um I ate lots of food, drank a lot, and saw my friends and saw my family. So it was actually pretty cool, and nice to chill out for a bit. So yeah, I come back feeling a bit refreshed, which is good.
0: Absolutely perfect. Yeah.
3: And uh, yeah, the milk is great, so I drank loads of it while I was there. <laughs> 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 the little things in life.
0: Is there a significant difference?
3: Yes. I I literally cannot suffer English milk. It's it's torrid. I can't do it. But so every time I go back, I can finally eat cereal again.
0: Wow, that's fascinating.
3: Honestly, it's just so so much better. the The potatoes can get fucked, but the milk is good.
0: I was going to ask, do you eat chips in Jersey? <laughs>
3: no, absolutely not. They're still disgusting. Can't escape that.
0: Okay, fair, fair. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad you had your milk intake for the year.
3: Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, nice to catch up on the milk intake.
0: This sounds weird. I don't know what to do
3: with this. You need milk. Milk is good for you. Yeah, it's got full of uh, calcium and stuff. Good for bones and stuff, they say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for growing lads and things. Yeah,
0: for you growing youths. You do
2: not need to grow any more, Miles, Jesus (laughs)
0: fucking Christ. (laughs) I'm only 6'2", Josh. I need to get to 6'3". Yeah, that (laughs) is true. That is true. Um, Great stuff. Right, then, let's get into game of the week. This is going to be a good one. Uh, Let's go from the top. Gad, what is your favorite best game of the week?
1: Mm, Probably my favorite game of the week has been the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'll be really brief because I know that the guys have been playing it. I know Josh has pumped some hours into it as well, probably more than I have. Because I'm not going to lie to you, I actually had a nightmare about Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night where Bubba was chasing me and I had to hide um, because the Survivor section of the game scares the shit out of me i won't play it with the guys um so i need to get used to it i need to well my stress levels are already high it just tips me over the edge but i can be the killer i can be the murderer like i will murder you and i will chase you down and i will fuck you up but if you're gonna if you're about to fuck me up and chase me down you know around a house or in a basement or in a field it's not for me man it's not for me but i have been having a lot of fun with it i do think it's the best game we've come up Against as a team since Dead by daylight, um we've played a couple of like asymmetrical games ourselves, me miles, and Josh um with our friend Alan, who we also met um around the same time that we met Josh, um who lives in America, and we've just been having a blast. It feels like that kind of connection that you had like we once had with d b d um it's a good laugh, and I really like the fact that you can. You know, it's not just one person who's the killer. Because the family are murderers, you get to play as the family. So there's more than one of you. There's three of you that can be the killers at any one time. So it's three versus four. Um, I lost his loads of fun. It's hard in senses. It, like, it, it can be difficult. It can be really easy. Each game is completely random. It totally has its cons. And I'm sure that Miles can go into that a little bit more um, as he's done the review. Uh, but I've been having a lot of fun with it this week. Um, and I'm sure I'll have more fun with it when I can get my heart rate further down. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. I've been watching um some playthroughs of it actually, and uh, yeah, it looks like it does. It does look like you know, front of the thirteen in DVD. It's obviously got that vibe. Um, yeah, for sure. very
1: similar to DVD. I think. I think. <laughs> not DVD. Um, Friend of the thirteen. So our yeah. friend Alan, he was a big Friend of the thirteen player before going on to DVD, and he says the Texas certainly reminds him of. Friday the thirteenth for a little bit more for
0: sure. It's definitely um, it's really a interesting. In a way.
1: Yes, absolutely, spiritual successor and and Miles is kind of one of those people because he's played it so long and so often for so long, having done the review, he'll be like, "Meet me in uh in the back corridor with the ladder," and I'm like, "Bet I don't know where that is." Like I'm just gonna run around with my fucking head cut off because I don't know where the back ladder is. <laughs> it's like okay, then meet me at the back of the house. I'm like, I still don't know where that is. Like- <laughs> so, um so I'm just better off killing you than I am surviving at the moment. But it will will all come, I think, with any of these types of games. You just need to play it more and more and more and get used to. Sometimes a really good tip with these asymmetrical games is to play as the killer first. Um, And that's also the same in DVD. Um, Playing as the killer allows you to work out how people play as survivors or what the survivor rules are and what their aims are. A little bit more than playing as a survivor, you're kind of headless chickening it. But when you actually have to kill a survivor and see what they do, it somehow makes it easier to Player's Survivor. I don't know why that is, but it just happens to be the case for most magical games. So, Mm. yeah. Um, Game of the week.
0: Dabby Dozy. Josh, what is your game of the week? Sorry, I'm just flicking through
2: like my Pokemon card book of games that I've got that that I've played. Um, I I guess the the biggest one uh, and the one that I kind of have reviewed the highest recently is um, Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, you might have done. Uh, it's yeah. only from a really small uh, Japanese studio called From Software, mm. um, who are kind of returning to their roots because this is kind of like the the series that launched them into kind of the sort of console space. And uh, they they made loads of games, but Armored Core was one that kind of stuck out as a franchise and kind of kept them moving, I guess, as a, as a company. Um, yeah, it's um it's a mech action game. It's very fast paced um there's a lot of moving parts in terms of kind of the uh building of your mech uh you can customize it to high hell um you can kind of make it look like some of your favorite mechs from different shows um but i really just fell in love with the gameplay first and foremost um it is so frenetic so chaotic um there is so much going on on screen with your hud uh with all the robots and uh, other mechs that are coming around, um, and it was just an absolute blast of a time. Um, I think From Software have a really good knack for world building, um, and this is yet again just another strong world to kind of get yourself lost in. It's a bit more straightforward this time round as well, um, with like you know cohesive dialogue um, and a very. Uh, they're very matter-of-fact with kind of what they're telling you and what the world is like and why it's such a way. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's a very, very strong game to kind of, as a palate cleanser for for the, um, for the company, for the development studio, I think it's nice to see that they can still be versatile whilst bringing out games that are kind of game of the years for a lot of people. Um, there is a lot of difficulty spikes um, that are really, really, like, Um, off putting to some people and um, for me that was trying to get as much done as possible before kind of writing words up I was um, basically hammering my head against the wall trying to get some of the bosses beaten Um, but no I just I don't know what to say about more to say about it's just very expansive in kind of every facet that it goes for Um, it doesn't go for a lot but what it does do is very special um, if you like mechs, if you like really fast-paced action games, I'd even say even if you like Souls games, because there is a lot of that DNA in there of kind of being very hardcore, um, difficult fighting games. Um, yeah, um, can't say enough nice things about it. It's uh, it is definitely definitely one of the better games that came out
0: this side of the year. Fantastic. Um, that's really good to hear, actually, because I think that when um, from software, we're we're all very aware of them now. Um, you know, they have a an interesting history of the last few years, Armored Core. Um, so do you feel like they've kind of taken what they've learned from their recent output and put it straight back into Armored Core? Or does it feel like a completely different experience?
2: Um, it's both those things, I think. Um, I think uh, from the top of my review, I kind of just said that the one thing that they have been kind of honing in on is their kind of des- design philosophy so whilst these are completely separate games from the kind of dark fantasy series that, that they've been doing, like Dark Souls and stuff like that, um, there is still that lingering sort of philosophy that they go by of, you know, the hard, it, the game isn't hard because it's hard. There are reasons behind everything um, and it's a lot more about the player and how they react to certain instances in mostly in combat that you know is is the driving factor for the euphoric moments where you do kind of win and progress um and yeah i think they've just kind of they um they've been a lot more forgiving what i've what i know about kind of the Armoured core franchise is um that it, it was very obtuse very unforgiving you kind of had no um quality of life kind of in, uh, in the games it was just kind of like yeah the economy sucks uh you're in debt. You need to make money before you can start making mechs. But this one, you out the gate, you can you get money, you can customize your mech, and you can kind of do it how you want. Um and just enjoy the game for how the kind of the holistic gameplay that it is, which
0: is just shooting mechs to death. And that's always fun. It is always fun. Always fun, indeed. Uh all right then. Uh Miles, your game of the week um i've got a couple of things
3: to kind of mention i guess so i couldn't talk about oh sprawl. God, here we go. like, uh, you're gonna like one of them so you know you can't complain too much one of them is sprawl so you know <laughs> i've got to have got to mention it haven't i hey. uh,
2: um,
3: so yeah sprawl is one that i didn't get a chance to talk about the last time i was on because it was embargoed uh it's a kind of cyberpunk-y uh, futuristic dystopian fps game that's very old school it's very like quake or doom inspired Um, It kind of feels like Blade Runner, um, Quake, and just anything cyberpunk just had this baby. And it's glorious. You just run around and wall run and shoot things and headshot everything and hop skulls and everything. Explodes into a big shower of red bloody guts. And it's awesome. Um, So I wanted to give that one a shout out. It's well worth checking out if you like fast-paced first-person shooter type games. Um, The soundtrack is also really, really cool. Um, And I've had it on repeat a few times since I've played it. Um, And then I also want to talk about Mediterranean Inferno. So it's a visual novel from the folks over at Santa Regione. Regione? I I can't... I never managed to get it right. Um, And it explores three characters um, who are basically young gay lads and they go on like a retreat to uh, the main character's like family mansion or something. Um, And it kind of explores like loads of really dark thematic stuff. So it's all about like people's inner desires and how if you basically allow yourself to just give in to your impulses and your urges. It will just lead to, you know, uncontrolled chaos, basically. Um, so it's kind of like a character study of the three characters, but also like an exaggeration of the worst features of people's inner desires and stuff. Uh your way through it's a lot of dialogue. You make the odd kind of choices on what to do. And then each of the three characters is trying to get four mirages, they're called, which are basically just these like little eggs that take them into like a hallucinogenic state, um, which really shows like who they are as people. Um It's super interesting. Like They're all very flawed and very human ways, but the game is just very exaggerated, like exceptionally so. Um, But on purpose, the whole idea is to almost kind of shock value you into being like, oh my God, what's going on here? Um, It's a really interesting game. It's also a very niche game. Um, I don't think people with particular sensitivities are going to like the experience because it is incredibly in your face. Um, But I think it's got a really cool kind of idea behind it and it just doesn't care about who it's kind of appealing to it's more about somebody has made a game in the vision that they wanted and then they've just put it out there and then hoping that whoever needs to find it will find it um but i do recommend it i think it's worth experiencing um it's very intense um but it's relatively short so the idea is that you're meant to replay it to go down the path you didn't the first time um and kind of discover everything um but yeah it really kind of Surprised me. It was very different to Saturnalia and I didn't like it as much as Saturnalia, of course. Um, but also I've never really played visual novels. So the fact that I enjoyed it as much as I did, I think is a pretty good sign. Um so yeah, just wanted to shout out both those games, they're great. Um and yeah, been playing a lot of Texas as well with Josh and Kat. And yeah, it's just been a really fun time kind of getting to experience it properly with proper lobbies again. Amazing. Yeah, lots of games, so many games. And I've got two that I'm currently playing, which I'm looking forward to talking to, but can't talk about right now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that as well. Honestly, yeah. yeah. One, one of them very excited to talk about, one of them less so, but we'll get to that when the uh, when the embargo's hit. What about you, Roscoe? What has been your game of the week? I wonder. I, I mean, I, I was going to say, I, I'll be very shocked <laughs> by your game of the week. <laughs>
0: um, well, the embargo dropped for a very particular video game on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Um, and that moment, we got a code for it. And that game was Starfield. Now, I did the gentlemanly thing. I offered it out to the to the crew. Turns out not many people have Xboxes, such as, <laughs> such as the way. But I did my duty and I said, does everybody want this? Because if not, I'm taking it. Nobody took it, so I took it. And I've spent all weekend playing Starfield. And let me tell you something about Starfield. Starfield is a system seller for Xbox. I'm not even going to dance around that idea. It's by far and away the best exclusive they've ever had. And it's going to change how people look at Xbox in the future this is what Bethesda are going to do Starfield. I'm about 20 hours in I've dedicated 20 hours of my life for the last three days to just exploring as much as I possibly can with this game. And the first five, the first five hours or so, it was just fiddly. Um, I mentioned in the Slack, uh, which is kind of the group that we all chatted throughout the week, that the menus are terrible. And I still stand by that, actually. I still stand by the fact that the menus and the navigation are awful, um, but you just get used to it. And so once you know where everything is and, you know, how, how they work, it becomes obviously a lot easier to navigate. Um, very typically Bethesda in that way, that there's just so much information that you need to keep in your head all at the same time, um, and they do a very poor job of showing it to you. But what Starfield has over, I think, uh, games like The Outer World, games like like Fallout and like Skyrim, is that breadth of exploration i think that's a very common thing in big bethesda games um but here they do it to such a degree that i am not bored anywhere i go in this game everywhere you turn there is something to do there is a character you need to meet there is a place you need to see there is something you need to pick up if you get lost which i did several times in the first few hours of the game um it's okay because you can walk down a a road or an alley and someone's probably there waiting for you with a quest and so you just add it to the list of things that you need to do. And if you ever get lost, it's just really fun anyway, because it doesn't matter, because you're still exploring these fascinating new worlds. Um, I bring up The Outer Worlds because it really gives me that feeling. This is, it's it's an Obsidian game by any other company. Um, it just happens to be Bethesda, who have a long history in making games like this, that are expansive and that go on and just are huge in character and in depth and in storytelling. And Starfield is no exception. I'm deep into the story now. Um, I'm having a wonderful time um, learning about where it's going. Um, I won't mention anything. Literally two hours in, I could talk about this game and it'll be spoilers. So you've just got to jump on it this week and experience it for yourself. And we'll talk about it again next week. This is a game that lives up to every expectation I had for it. I was super hyped for it. This is a game that I will get lost in for months, Um, not just leading up to the big gaming season next next month. You know, I will play this game forever, and it's something that only Bethesda, I think, can do because <laughs> they do it so well. Um, I am kind of mainlining the, the campaign right now. Um, there's a new game plus that's already included when you start the game. Um, so I'm going to mainline the uh, the story. I'm going to see where it goes because I'm, I'm it's got its hooks in me and I want to see what happens. Um, and then I'll jump back in afterwards and I will, I will wrap up every other quest that I've got to do. Um there must be at least fifty that I found that I haven't done yet, uh, because I've been focused so much on the story. Um from a technical standpoint, it runs very well on my Series S. Um, I'm very happy with it. Um I it's not, you know, it's not full K, it's not, you know, it doesn't look as shiny as it would on the NX, obviously. But it plays perfectly fine. 30 FPS, it runs fine, it's not a problem. Um it runs a little lower on my PC. Um you can definitely see the difference. Um, I think that's my lack of memory in in my uh, in my gaming laptop is really showing its uh, showing its colours now. Um, so it runs it runs smoothly and fine, but it kind of looks like a PS3 game, uh, which is fine. You know, it just it still plays and it still works, so it's not really a problem for me. But um, there is a significant difference, and but the console versions are very good, um, uh, which I'm very thankful for. And there's just a great this is a great level of polish. You know, I haven't really found any bugs. That's the odd thing. You know, some characters don't pop up when they're talking in front of you or some characters can walk through things, but it's not, it really isn't the end of the world. stuff. So no game breaking bugs. Nothing that's forced me to quit the game or anything yet, um, which for a Bethesda launch is I think hugely impressive. And um, I did write this off. I saw Bethesda launches. They aren't, they aren't going to go well. Um, it's going to be a, a poor experience at launch. And it just isn't, it just isn't. It it, it really is shiny <laughs> to use a word that we use a lot on this podcast. It's, um it's just a, uh, a mug, Magnificent experience. And I can't get over the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. I'm listening to it when I'm not playing it. It's just that orchestra is just magic. Whenever you take off or land on a planet, it's just that that beautiful soaring whirl of strings and it's just it really gets under your skin. And there's a lot of great um great characters. I'm so happy with this. I'm so happy with this. There's still so much to do. I've still got so much to go. Um I'm going starting back to work tomorrow, which I'm devastated by. <laughs> um uh, from Wednesday, it's going to be on the cloud, so at least I can play it at work uh, when I'm off duty. Um, from then, so it's going to be really exciting. But I can't, I can't say any more good things about it. Really, it's um, my review will be a thing eventually. Um, I'm going to see. I'm probably going to put another, maybe another twenty hours in. Um, see if I can beat the story at least. But you know, this game is huge, so you know when it's going to actually finish. Um, but like I said, I'm in no rush at all, even though I should be because I'm reviewing the game. But uh, <laughs> we'll see for now. Um, I'm in early access right now, so it's not got a bit of time. so yeah, um I was really hoping your dog would be on this week um so we could talk about it. So he's in early access as well, but um there you go, he's not here, so we'll talk about it another time, but very, very happy. get it downloaded on your game passes for next week because um it is special. it is really special, and Xbox have absolutely knocked it out of the park, possibly for the first time this generation and uh long uh, long live starfield. They just left everyone speechless. That's what's so great about Starfield. No one talks after it, you know. They just they just sink <laughs> I'm just genuinely pleased it's not a broken piece of shit like Fallout 76 was. Yeah. Oh man. No, it is. Um, it is. It is tight and it is built well. I bet. Um. Mm-hmm. I bet. Bet Todd Howard and uh, Microsoft
3: are breathing a sigh of relief knowing that it's come out and everyone's enjoying it and that it's their first exclusive they've had for a while that's genuinely hitting the highs it was hoped for.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah. The yeah. money's gone
0: for sure. I think it's the Metacritic. What is it right now? Is it 8? It
2: is. Uh, I think the it was um, 89. But it always changes. There's probably uh, going to be so many reviews from that. 87 is really good. In and a PC's, sea of games that we... On PC is 88. In a sea of games that have got a similar score this year. Like, it's
0: in good company. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really happy with that. So, banger. Banger. Very, very pleased. Very, very pleased. Right then. Let's get on with the quiz. Mr. Miles Thompson. Okay, so after the uh, chaotic experience of the last quiz, I thought I'd scale it
3: back to be something a bit more like a, a regular, the, the randomness of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, apologies for the last one. It was a bit wild. Um, so fingers crossed this one will feel a bit more controlled again. Are we ready for another quiz? I guess yeah. so. Yes. Excellent. Let's get right into it. We all know the rules here. We all know the rules. Let's go. Uh, question number one. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition won the Game Awards Game of the Year in 2014, but who developed the game? Uh, Josh?
2: Oh, fuck off.
3: The mind, uh, My
2: mind has drawn a blank.
3: I, I can tell you straight away it was not, oh, fuck off. <laughs> 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 oh, I know that. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, leave me out of it. Yeah. Oh, my where?
3: <laughs> uh, Josh, your, your time had gone. <laughs>
2: Which Are you
3: means joking? Okay, you're free to answer. You can you
1: you can let him have that because that's what that is the answer. So that,
3: that is sporting. That is sporting. All right, Josh, you get the point. Thank you. You're
1: welcome.
3: <laughs> sorry, I I I'm
2: I'm like trying not to fall asleep that while staying awake at the same time. Sorry.
1: If you could Bro- um, know sorry, the angry. answer and then put your hand up, that'd be great. Otherwise I'm gonna start I calling did. you Tom for the remaining of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
2: I, he did, I he did, did. go and then he didn't. I will let you know what I'm doing right now. Uh, after we we're recording, but I um my brain my brain is a little bit split at the moment, so uh, <laughs> I did have the answer and I lost the answer, but I clawed it back through my mind. You regained the answer. And there was some good
3: mm, some good sportsmanship on the show from Cat. My my yes, um, yeah. You have to bear that in mind, <laughs>
2: it's like you know when you drop something from on the floor and you just pick it up. It's like a three second rule, but you know uh-huh. it's a little bit longer than that. Yeah, you did have the three yeah, second
1: yeah. rule. It's called the countdown sound. <laughs> So anywho, question anywho. two.
3: <laughs> question two indeed. Uh, Liara, Garrus, Rex, and Miranda are party characters from which EA series? I've not put my hand up this time
2: because I don't know the answer, just to let you
3: know. I guess, no. Oh, Roscoe's gone in. Roscoe. Oh, the Sims. It is not The Sims, I'm afraid. <laughs> um catch, you're it's next.
0: Riders Riders Republic. Yeah, yes, it's <laughs> definitely <laughs> Riders Republic.
1: <laughs> right, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I know the series. I yep. don't know which one.
3: That's fine. I asked for the series, not the specific game.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's. Phew, okay. Mass Effect.
3: Yes, it is indeed from the Mass Effect series. Well done.
1: Oh, phew. I thought I was going to say one and you were going to go, no, it's three. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I, I was very specific. I said just the series will be fine. Okay. All right. Cool,
1: cool, cool, cool. Fine, fine. fine. Thank you. Thank you. This is a scaled backwards. Bio... I like it. I like it. I like yeah. It.
2: Have Bioware got you in the pocket or something? Well, no, it, it, it just
3: so happened. I just decided that I was just going to ask about these two questions, and then realized that they were both from the same parent publisher. But we move; it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry, we're moving on from Bioware now. Uh, spoilers. Uh, question number three: to BioShock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going on to every other EA franchise now. Um, <laughs> question number three: Which Scream actor appears in Supermassive Games as the Quarry? Ooh, Roscoe, you were oh, Roscoe, you're first. Fuck. Roscoe? David Arquette. Yes, it is indeed David Arquette. Well done. Um, he has an absolute.
2: Is
3: there a delay? Wrestling you,
0: documentary.
3: I, have, have I got a delay on my voice? I'm getting a little I, bit of a delay from you.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that when you said David Arquette, there was a bit of a gap.
3: Yeah.
1: And then when you introduced the quiz, there was a bit mm. of a gap, but it, it might be one of those things where, like, in the playback, like last time, it d- doesn't show.
3: Yeah, it'll just be me querying you, even though you're answering me. <laughs> well,
2: Zoom lets you raise your hand and then you speak and then it says, oh, you've not, you've uh, you've just spoken, your hand's still raised. I'm going to put it down for you in seven, six, five. <laughs> wow. Get with the Sick time, mate.
1: <laughs> Basically saying to you, like, excuse me, you're hogging the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've, you've had your, you've had your turn. Up, get back like, in myself. line.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Ross just put his hand down, it sounded very targeted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I knew we could see it, it's all good um, Okay, question number four Who are the two protagonist characters in the Plague Tale series? Full names, please Kat, you are first
1: Um, oh, Fucking hell Amis- Amicia and Hugo Darune Darun, Darun
3: You are correct Darune. with your first guess It is indeed Darun No, it's Darune
1: <laughs> Darune,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, no, that's Darune
3: Close enough. We all have a good sandstorm and a play. Amicia!
1: Amicia! Hugo No! God, damn it,
3: That that kid's still annoying. Shit. Uh, The Rude. Hey, you The Ruined. I don't know.
1: The Ruined the game. (laughs)
0: Ross
3: (laughs) Ross is still on Sandstorm. I love it. Uh, Question number five. Margaret Borowski, or May, is the protagonist of which highly revered 2017 indie game? I think I pronounced it correctly, but I'm not certain. Oh. Um Night in the Woods. It is indeed, Night in the Woods. I was surprised oh. that you were taking such a, such a minute to answer that one. But then again, it might have been the delay. I wasn't. My
0: mic's been delayed for some reason. <laughs>
3: yeah. I actually did wait this time for the delay to come through. Uh, well done, sir. I thought, um, yeah, that might be a nice one. Uh, question number six. Which November 2022 game achieved a 71 on Metacritic for its PlayStation 5 release?
1: Oh, it could be anything, pal.
3: It could be. Yeah. Can
1: you give us a
2: hint? Uh, it. Oh, hmm. if you before you give a hint, I'll add this question, and you can answer it as if it's the hint, if it helps. Okay. It doesn't help if everyone likes the question. Okay. Um, is this a game that previously released on something else before that date? Yeah. N- no.
3: It released right. on all of the cons, all of the platforms it was on at the same time. Just okay. specifically, I'm asking oh, for the no, PlayStation that's... Five score. All oh. right. cat!
1: Is that Call of Duty?
3: It is not Call of Duty, I'm afraid.
2: Oh. Oh, I'm not putting my hand up because that is exactly what i was going to say. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I just went. I was just like, "What was played last year?" It's Gear obvious. It's, time? It's,
2: it's a really good
3: answer. Yeah, and what oh, has yeah. a lot a...
1: of fucking things in it, but
3: yeah. yeah, it was a good shout, but not quite. Cool.
2: Oh, I was gonna ask for a number of him, but Kat's already Um uh, G7. All consoles, all platforms.
3: Seventy-one, sorry.
2: Seventy-one. You fucker. Oh, yeah. oh sorry, did I not say seventy-one at the start?
1: I think no, was 77. Said 77
2: oh. I don't okay. want to I don't want to gaslight you, but <laughs> we can roll the tape. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It. I I totally
3: well, believe you. I I just saying I said that 71. would have
1: totally changed my answer. I would have definitely not have said Call of Duty. <laughs> Those six points on Metacritic. No I'm kidding. I would
2: have probably. Last year. Man. This year has been so like, jam packed with games. like I can't even. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to
3: think of a hint. I just won't give it away. That's the problem. Like The second I give a hint. Have... No ridiculous. one can
1: have any more hints now because I've already answered. <laughs> no fair.
2: fair enough. No hints allowed. Well, I know it's definitely not uh, fucking <laughs> the Callisto protocol. No, fuck that. Who is
3: it? <laughs> can people stop that can... <laughs> up
1: Metacritic things? Calli- Callisto, Callisto protocol came minutes. out in the
3: December in Furnace. So,
1: yeah.
2: Oh.
3: Oh. um.
1: Oh, actually, I have a. Guess what it might
3: be now. Oh, I'll give them another 10 seconds, Kat, and if they don't answer, you can win the spiritual point.
2: Oh, oh I am muted. Mm. I didn't raise my hand. Hand raise.
3: Joshua. Cult of
2: the Lamb?
3: No, it wasn't Cult of the Lamb. I feel like Cult of the Lamb must have got a much higher score than 71, to be fair.
2: It might have also been no, October. I'm just go. I'm looking through games I've played on on my thing, because I normally...
3: Roscoe, would you like to have a go? No. <laughs> <laughs> fair. All right, I'll give you... I'll... <laughs>
2: Okay. This is a really hard question, by the way. Yeah, this one
3: is a tough one. To be fair, uh, the, answer, the answer was Sonic Frontiers.
1: Oh, very fair. My my guess, my second guess was going to be the last was part one. Well, but uh... this
2: this this concludes my theory that this is a Ross quiz for Ross that, to win. It was just those
3: two questions, to be fair, and that one wasn't really a Ross question because <laughs> it was just a complete luck of the draws to whether you knew when
0: it came out. <laughs> That's uh, a good question. Though. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Excuse me. I don't keep uh, Metacritic scores in my head for mediocre Sonic games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just the best ones that
0: are coming out this year, am I right?
1: Sonic Superstars, yourself. baby, let's go!
3: And also, I never ask uh, any Sonic-related questions, so I thought I'd throw one in. Uh, I don't know anything about the actual games to ask, so at least this is my way. Really Maybe, you
1: Maybe you should fucking play them.
3: uh um, about that. Nah. I'm good. Thank you though. Appreciate the offer, but I'm good.
1: You're not welcome.
3: <laughs> uh question number seven. Why don't you like art, Miles? I just i j I've never been a fan of art, you know.
2: Don't it... Google Sonic fan art or
3: anything Yeah, don't don't do that to yourself. It's not no not worth Philistine. <laughs> Sacrilege. Uh question number seven. Behavior interactive, developers of DVD released which other game in 2023?
1: Oh, cat. Meet your Maker.
3: Yeah, it isn't do meet your maker. Well done. Question number eight. I'm so
1: glad that you continued the question because that would have been there by daylight. I know. (laughs) Other than DVD, and I was like,
3: (laughs) I almost had to read that first half of the question at like super speed because I knew somebody would go into say DVD, and I was going to be like, "Mm." um. Question number eight. Dean Takahashi became famous in 2017 for not being able to complete the tutorial of which notoriously difficult video game?
2: Oh Joshua. Is it Cuphead? It is Cuphead. Well done, sir. Nice for some reason. I wanted to say Doom because there was a bit of discourse around Doom
3: as well. But... <laughs> yeah, the um, he struggled around well, on the Doom 2016 exploration bits, I think, didn't he?
2: It was the same guy. Oh, yeah, my goodness!
3: Yeah, yeah, he had Indeed. an unfortunate couple of years. Uh, question number nine. Uh, the original Alan Wake game takes place in which town?
1: <laughs> Cat in which town? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't know the town. I know this... yeah, no, pass. Fair I don't
3: state. Unfortunately, I need the town, uh, Roscoe.
0: Ballamore. <laughs> Can I
1: have um, a spiritual point or a point? If I guess, this, if I get the state, I know the
3: state. Uh, once Josh has had his go, if he doesn't get it, then you may go for the spiritual point. Joshua, would you like to?
2: Um, oh, it's so much stupid because it's like do with the talk. I also, I almost said Lakemore because <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very like <laughs> fucking video game kind of town name. Saps- that's a very Sam Lake thing to probably
3: call it. Yeah. Cat, um, would you like to go for your spiritual point?
1: The state is Washington.
3: The state is indeed Washington. That is correct.
1: I just don't know. I don't know what the fuck town's called though.
3: Uh, the town is called Bright Falls.
1: It's yeah. wanky considering he's alone in the dark in the woods. But yeah, yeah,
3: yeah very much. Well, so. that's what
2: I said about the what I said about the tour.
1: Yeah, Lake More.
3: Absolutely. Uh, question number ten, the final one. Fire Axis produced which deck building Marvel themed game in 2022? Josh. Marvel Snap. No, it is not Marvel Snap. Oh. Cat. Oh, fuck.
1: Um... I know it now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, why did you say deck building there? game? God's sake. Yeah, why did you say that? I don't it's know. it's a deck now.
3: building game. It's just well, it's, not Marvel Snap.
2: It's not really. Okay,
1: sorry, it, is, is the developer? it is a
3: deck builder. Uh, Fire Axis. Google. Uh, well,
1: then I'm just going to say Neil White. Fuck
3: it. No, it is not Neil White. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was say,
1: it's not snap. I have no idea. No.
3: <laughs> Roscoe, is it Contest of Champions? No, it is not.
2: We're all wrong. It's Midnight Suns.
3: It is indeed oh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Of
1: course it is.
3: <laughs> which Gosh. cat? But... That actually worked out for you because if either Ross or Josh had got that answer, we would have had a tie break. But as it stands,
1: you have quiz. three points,
3: and they both have ah. two points, which declares you the winner.
1: Yes, and nobody can turn around and say that was a cat-oriented quiz. So that's genuine win. Thank you very much. Yeah,
3: very genuine win. I thought it was a very well-rounded, quite yeah. even contest.
2: Marvel's Midnight Suns is a tactical role-playing game developed. It's
3: also a deck builder. You build your decks for the characters.
0: <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> deck building, is
3: <for> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Roscoe hates it just because it involves cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, won the quiz.
3: Well done, <laughs> well done down, we
2: your here. Thanks, mate.
1: Oh.
2: No officer tenpenny jokes during the quiz I, were made.
3: I was I was fully expecting someone to make an officer tenpenny joke on his behalf during the I, quiz.
2: I, do you know what? I, I almost did because of your <laughs> buffoonery.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that um, seventy-one question. Yeah, that was a tough one. I've got
3: to keep can't completely delete all you know random chaos from my quizzes.
2: Hello there, young dog. Oh, how is everyone?
3: Hello. How you Everyone, doing, everyone is well.
4: N- not too bad yourself.
3: Can, can can you guys? Yeah, yeah, really yeah I'm doing good, popcorn? thank you. We've Ross, just... ha, Ross has a delay on his uh, microphone.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that would explain things. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, am I am I saying something wrong? <laughs> no, no,
3: it's not you. It's not you. <laughs>
4: that is odd. I wonder what causes that. Uh, most strange. I yeah, have ha- absolutely no idea. It's
0: it, it's uh,
3: um,
2: There must be a delay when you're in in Mars or on the moon, just in space generally. It's just be. Yeah.
4: Ha- has anyone? waxed lyrical about Starfield yeah.
2: Yes, smart, uh, Ross uh, was very in-depth and it left us speechless, basically. Awesome, because
4: I completely agree, even though I've
2: not heard it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're welcome to share your game of the week with us before we get into it, if you'd like to.
4: My game of the week is, <laughs> funnily enough, Starfield. Uh, I've been absolutely wow! enjoying it so far. Um, it's my game of the year, I think. I I love the exploration, uh, I love how all the new systems intertwine with each other, there's always something to do there's always new characters to meet there's just it, it feels uh, it has weaknesses, like Bethesda games typically do, like cities don't feel particularly like, big at times, but you know, the, the weaknesses are generally fairly minor, and I've just, I like the world building, the uh, I like I like everything about it. <laughs> I just absolutely bloody love it. It's a great game. Um, the only problem I'm having is it's crashing quite a lot on PC for me. But I mean that's a standard Bethesda release, I suppose. Has it been crashing for you much, Ross?
1: Mm-hmm. That is so funny, Yogg, because we were just talking about how for Bethesda, it's not crashing. How wonderful that they finally got a release, (laughs) where it's not crashing. And you're like, yeah, Uh, it's great, but it's crashing a lot. (laughs) But um, Ross is console on PC, so maybe that's why.
4: Mine's crashing about, on average, probably once every two hours. But I've had times where it's crashed like three or four times in an hour, so... It it's yeah it, it's not great in that perspective, but I'm kind of it's the further I get into the game, and I've don't ask me how many hours I've got in it already. Um, I've got fairly far in now, so it, mm. the the further it goes in, the the more it seems to crash.
1: For how me. many hours have you got in
4: it already? Come on, come actually, on, tell us. I have it, it. Let me get my latest save file. Uh. I have uh, 40 hours in.
1: Nice.
4: Damn, some
1: For those who don't know, this a... came out Friday. So in fact, if yeah. you're listening,
2: uh, hours a doing? Four day. hours. 44 hours. 10 and a we half a hours a day. You've done a whole week's work
1: in Starfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty
2: much. <laughs> Are you doing it on stream or are you just doing it in uh, your own time?
4: Uh, uh, my computer barely plays it. So I thought oh, I'm fair. probably not going to risk streaming it because uh, yeah, I, I don't want to melt my we'll to
2: crashing. Yeah.
4: Um But yeah, it's, it is my game of the year. Not that that means too much, but I rate it above any strategy game, game I've played this year. I loved it. It's the the biggest release for me this year, probably. And I think they've really smashed it despite like, some small problems. Also, my voice is really dead. I don't know. If yeah, you can I totally agree. <laughs> I don't really know why my voice is dead. I'm,
0: yeah, I'm about 20 hours in. I was just um, saying to the guys, um, I won't spoil it, but I'll say it out of context. I've just discovered Starborn. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay.
4: Uh, you mm. might be ahead in something compared to me, Ren. Because I'm literally doing all the side quests, all the stuff. I'm on one of the main quests of the hero. But that's not something I recognize. So you're ahead of me in one of the main quests. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Like uh, <laughs> a, an, a term means nothing to me until I encounter it. So there's no context. So it could be absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. I suspect I know which question I'm,
0: I'm um I'm kind of uh, I'm mainlining the, uh, the quest and I'm going to. Side quests. there once I've beaten the story. And um just like does that uh, essentially just have a whole brand new game to play once I have finished the campaign?
4: The side quests are pretty cool. I just I finished one side quest line, like one of the main side quests. Uh and I'm on the second one now. So we'll see how that one goes. It's pretty good so far. But it's I pretty I, good. This I, uh, I this I very good game. I, I don't really know how much can be Said and not said, because I don't. I want to avoid any spoilers for anyone. Because uh I went in completely blind. Yeah,
0: at... I was. I was saying like an hour in, it's just spoiler town. So you really gotta can't say anything about the story.
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna dip back out anyway because I'm taking some doctor ordered. Like have to not do much at the minute. So uh, I will catch you all again soon. Uh, good talk with the rest of the pod.
2: Good hearing for you, man. All right, cheers yeah, for that. I'll see thank thank you. Again, buddy. you
4: later, bud.
0: No worries. Have a good evening, all of you. And you, buddy. Bye now. Um, well, thank you for the camera there, Yodok. Uh All right, let's get into the news. And the first thing up is the Chinese Room, the makers of Dear Esther and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. It's taking over Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Um, the company announced on Saturday the Chinese Room, the Brighton UK based studio known for their exploration games such as Dear Esther and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. We're taking over development of the Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 with a new developer and release date. An announcement video was shared during Pact West on Saturday, in which Paradox said it would show gameplay in January 2024 and release the game in Fall 2024. Vampire The Masquerade holds a special place in our hearts as the storyboards dark, setting filled with intricate narratives built on top of your modern society perfectly fits our studio's catalogue, says Ed Daly, studio director at The Chinese Room. Birdlines 2 is our most ambitious project to date. Fans of the franchise have been eagerly awaiting this game, but we are up to the challenge. We are bringing more than 15 years of award-winning experience to the project, creating a game that honors the legacy of its predecessor while bringing in gameplay to the modern era. This is, of course, a VGC written by Andy Robinson. Um, So, yeah, um, this is a game that has been in development for a long, 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 long time. And uh, it looks like that it's finally going to get a a new lease of life with the Chinese Room. Um, Is anyone kind of surprised by this? That the Chinese Room, who have known for their very kind of, like, cool, casual games, are going to be taking on such a big kind of action, action action-adventure game? Uh, Josh? Um, yeah, uh, not to mention the games that they
2: they have released, uh, but the game that they are releasing, which is still in development currently, um, that still waits the deep game um, is still coming out, and I think it's like next year it comes out. So um, I don't know. Like I feel like they're quite a small studio to kind of take another game on their plate while simultaneously uh, developing their own game. It, it's two orders, I think. Um, however, that said. Oh, careers! They've got nine jobs open. Let's have a look, shall we? See if I can get one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, yeah. It looks like they're applying for a lot, a lot of lead, lead jobs, lead sound designer, lead programmer, senior game designer. So they are kind of opening the floor now for this game. So they, I think they're coming somewhat prepared before they maybe deal with it. And I assume, I mean, it's not necessarily fact, but I assume what they're doing is taking the bones of the game that's already existing and kind of doing the Chinese room magic to it. I don't know. Um, maybe there is a whole game there ready to go that just needs a lot of tinkering to kind of get it where it needs to be. Um, uh, you know, stuff like combat features and stuff like that, I've kind of already honed in. Um, and it's just the kind of the, the slower, more kind of conversation based parts of the game that, the Chinese Room will be where they kind of shine, I think, because um, that's what they're there for, isn't it? They they do a lot of uh, narrative games that are just kind of traversing the environment and learning the story. So we'll see. I think you know it it's um promising as it is. Kind of you know, I'm cautious to see to miss. I guess overall,
0: yeah, it's to be an interesting concoction of developer and game. Um, Kat, I know you're um, I know you like the Chinese Room, is there. Are you excited by this news? Is this is, is like the vampire series, something you can get into.
1: I mean, probably not, but I'm I'm all for you know different development companies trying out different things for different series. I mean, I guess lately I haven't been because Larian took over Boulder's Gate, so. <laughs> but I'm open, and that's the thing. I think as long as it stays true to the original and it stays true to what that means for the community i don't know maybe i don't know fucking plays the game before it starts developing its sequel that would be good too Uh, (laughs) um but uh yeah so i'm always open i said to i said on the slack the other day you know toys for bob went into cod and that was a completely uh mismatched matching up there and i think that it's good for people to develop their skills i'm intrigued it's not a series that is for me i don't think i mean i've actually done tabletop vampire masquerade which is interesting so it's i don't know maybe if i saw more of it i don't think it's been on my radar at the moment at present so it's difficult to say a hard no um or hard yes, i haven't played vampire, any ma- ma- vampire masquerade other than on tabletop in which i did have a lot of fun it's a lot to learn um just like any kind of um game that's derived from tabletop. But uh yeah, I'm excited what it brings. Um I've played some games of Chinese from before and uh we'll have to see like what, what they throw into the mix.
0: Indeed. You sounded a little bitter there at the start. You still uh mm-hmm. still uh carrying those uh those boulder's wounds, or you, <laughs> oh, you just had to reopen really that, didn't you, Roscoe?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, what's really funny is that uh, for many, many years I've been the one who tell who tells people about Boulder's Gate, and now everyone knows Boulder's Gate, but not a lot of people know Boulder's Gate, and that to me is equally heartbreaking. And I'm really glad the series is doing well, but I don't think it's doing well. It is doing well objectively. It's probably going to get Game of the Year. I'm so happy that people are are going to experience the I mean, you know, like five years ago me, if you'd have told me that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to get game of the year in 2023, I'd have been like shut the fuck up I can't wait to be part of 2023 Um, and I guess it's just about accepting that some development companies are going to do it a bit differently and they are going to throw in their own accents towards the game and I think most of all that's pretty fine, I think what felt unforgivable to me that it wasn't just an accent they threw onto the game, it was like they fucking threw out the part they threw out the the cauldron that they built the game in they so it's just coming to terms with people all the time going oh my god cat you're such a Baldur's Gate fan from the beginning do you love it and I'm like having to go through this ring roll of being like no I think it's fucking shit but not because the game shit because I really enjoy the game I just have to forget and blank out that it is um a Baldur's Gate game and it's interesting because the people who love it um who have said to me I don't think I've got the same experience as you that's a real shame you know i can't wait to play it they haven't played the originals so yeah you would fucking love it it's a great game it's a great game <laughs> like, objectively it's a great game it's uh just uh, not 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 game. i don't know anyway so whilst <laughs> i've been bitten by a developer taking over an, an an already out there franchise i'm also you know toys for bob took over crash and they were absolutely amazing at it so it, c- it can work. It can work. But you have to keep the game formula the same. <laughs> or, you know, recognisable to the fans. It's okay. the fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's, 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 acceptance is a daily... And breathe. Um, <laughs> acceptance is a daily behaviour. Oh. Quite. There you go.
0: <laughs> um, Miles, how do you feel about the Chinese room taking on... Taking on... Um, what the fuck was it called? Vampire, masquerade. Vampire the masquerade, the lines, the two, <laughs> two, the masquerade, masquerade! Two masquerade, vampires, yeah.
3: blood and lines what, and stuff. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, that one. Yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd matching. I think Kat was quite on point with that. It seems a bit mismatched, in honesty. Um I very, very much like Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. It was one of the first, like walking simulator games I played um, and it really was quite moving. I actually just really enjoyed the style of it. So they've definitely got talent within the ranks. Um, I just don't know if the... It kind of feels like Don't Nod when they went from Life is Strange to Vampire in that they had great ideas in that game and I really enjoyed it for what it was. But it was also very, very clunky and janky and messy because it was clearly a genre that they hadn't really done before. Um, And so... It does seem a bit odd giving such a massive, very revered uh, series title that has already been close to being scrapped once to a studio who aren't particularly proficient in this kind of uh, genre. But then you never know, Guerrilla went from a first-person shooter franchise to one of the most successful third-person action-adventure franchises in Horizon, so... It can happen, and it is possible. So, yeah, I think it's a chance to see what they can do. And obviously, if they succeed with this, then we'll get to see more stuff from them, which I think is exciting. So, yeah, I want to be optimistic. I just, I think the fact that the game still exists is a miracle in and of itself. So
0: we want to try and
3: support it to actually be released one day.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so good luck to the Tony's room. Um, I also love uh, Rapture. I think it's a fantastic game. Um, I remember we made a YouTube video about Rapture, um, and it was just about how to run, and everybody's gone to the rapture, and it got like 80,000 hits. Oh my People god, like, oh, that's how you do it! <laughs> it took far too long for me to figure yeah, really out. I think I was on my lives. second playthrough. <laughs> well, I guess we were in that fortunate position where I could just email the devs and be like, guys, how do I make this go faster? Just a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> and they were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. oh okay thanks yeah it was very very slow with the base
3: speed it's a great game but my god did it take ages to get to the end just because of how
0: slow it was yeah wonderful game though really lovely story and so um yeah the chinese room would be great so we shall see what happens um elsewhere some sad news over at volition this is vgc mr chris scullion states very developer volition have been closed effective immediately a message from the studio read over on twitter the volition team have proudly created world-class entertainment the fans around the globe for 30 years. We've been driven by a passion for our community and always worked to deliver or surprise or delight. This past June, Embracer Group announced a restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As part of that program, they evaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition effective immediately. To help our team, we are working to provide job assistance and help smooth the transition for our Volition family members. We thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years. You will always have our hearts so some sad news um of course volition the guys that brought us the saints row series primarily um the saints row has been kind of on and off for a while but yeah this was quite a surprise i think um miles you reviewed saints row for us this year um, yes how did you see this coming
3: unfortunately yes i I gave it a 7, which mine was one of the more generous reviews, and given that it was a 7, that's kind of saying a lot in and of itself. I think the world has kind of moved on from the kind of game that Saints Row is, and even though they tried to modernise it, it still was trying to be Saints Row, but instead of actually playing into its crazy, wild wackiness, they almost scaled a lot of it back, which meant that longtime fans were disappointed in it, and... People who only personally knew of the series just assumed it would still be more of the same. So it kind of ended up trying to please everybody and appeasing absolutely no one um, and just ended up a big disappointment. Um, I think it is a shame. Volition have been around for a hell of a long time. Um, they worked on Red Faction back in the day as well, which was a great you know series in and of itself. Um, and I really loved Saints Rose 3 and 4. Um, for what they were which was just really stupid fun like you weren't supposed to think in those games you were just supposed to play them and have a great time with ridiculous cameos and some of the best like starting introductions of video games probably ever seen Saints Row 3 is still one of my favorite intros to a game ever you just got Kanye West singing power as you're like skydiving from space into the earth and shooting shit on a plane Uh, honestly uh, like what more do you need (laughs) um So when they were firing on all cylinders, they had just a really fun way of approaching um, their video games. And I think they are going to be missed. I just think they needed to almost kind of revamp entirely, either with a new IP or a new series. I think trying to bring Saints Row back as a reboot just wasn't really the correct choice. Um, And they've ultimately had to pay the price for that, which is a real shame Um, The biggest thing is just that there are really talented devs on there and really kind of talented people who hopefully will just be kind of absorbed into the other companies with an embracer and will get to, you know, do their really good work in other video game franchises. Um, But yeah, it's unfortunately Saints Row is just a relic of a bygone age and the world doesn't really care for Saints Row anymore, which is a real shame. But also it didn't help with the bugs and the relatively lifeless, lifeless world and other stuff. So. Yeah, the writing was kind of on the wall when the Metacritic reviews hit and nobody was playing the game after like three days. Um, Yeah. Weirdly, it still had paid DLCs and that seems quite baffling for a game which sold very much below expectations in the first place. Um, So yeah, maybe some of the marketing decisions haven't been particularly on point for it either uh, in an unfortunate circumstance.
0: That is unfortunate. And Volition... I was surprised when Saints Row ever even came back, to be honest. I thought Ages of Mayhem was going to be like the final nail in its coffin. And uh, it was just surprising when I when they said they were going to give Saints Row a reboot. I was like, oh, really? It's like you're right. You know, it's like we've I feel like we've cu- we've come and gone from Saints Row, and it really was a product of its time. Um, I agree that Saints Row three was an absolute blast. It was so so fucking stupid that it was just so entertaining. And they really kind of smashed it. And I think Saints Row four was just simply a kind of extension of that. And uh, it's a shame that Agents of Mayhem didn't live up to those at all. Um, because that was kind of the writing on the wall. And I think rebooting something that isn't already, you know, hugely loved was a strange thing to do. Um, so there you go, you know, this kind of is what it is, I guess. But we get to all play Saints Row this week as it is on PlayStation Plus. Um, so if you do want to check it out and you haven't done so already, then uh, you can, um, from Tuesday, I believe, uh, from uh, tomorrow, all the day this goes up. So yeah, Saints Row is on PS Plus this month. So my boy is checking out if you do, if you do want to give a last hurrah to, uh, Volition. Um, yeah, I guess um, the same question really. Um, it's uh, kind of a shame, but do you think that there's there wasn't really any way back once the new Saints didn't perform? I suppose.
1: I guess so, but it's, it's it's a shame because of the longevity of the company. That you know, I guess this is the consequence of our actions, isn't it? Is that like when when a developing team puts so much into a series or spends years developing a game that tanks and they are betting on that game to make them X amount of money to be able to make the next game. This is the consequence and the real lifeness of our comments and our reviews and our impressions and our opinions you know sometimes and we'll get on to the next subject when it comes to the next subject and there's these like flippant hate comments about a game a lot of developing companies can brush that off and I guess this is this is a case where it it couldn't be brushed off because maybe they were betting on a whole lot especially when the the company itself is very famous for one particular series. Um, It's tricky. It's very tricky if they've got all of their eggs in that kind of one basket. It's a very shocking thing um, to have happened very quickly or maybe what to us feels very quickly. Maybe this was something that they were aware of for a really long time um, that they knew of, that they were counting on. And, you know, you don't want to guilt people into liking your game and saying, please give us good reviews or uh, uh, we're all going to lose our jobs. You know, because (laughs) it's it's not truth. It's not truthful. Um, but it's just a big shame Um, so I guess in a way if that happens there is no going back but also it's tricky because the game industry is based on uh, the review industry in gaming is is based on opinion Um, I was listening to a podcast today actually And they were talking about how, like, if your film tanks in one year, in the first year that it's released, there's something about films and the way the industry changes and the way the society changes, where in five years time, that could become, it could get, it could get, it could pick up wind, it could pick up um, you know, traction and all of a sudden it becomes like a favourite and it almost turns into a cult classic. Um and it was something that was maybe under the radar. And I think sometimes games can maybe have that impact and it would be a shame if, you know, it'd be a shame in five years' time if everyone's going, Oh, I really miss Saints Row despite how much I didn't enjoy it, blah 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 because it has been around for a long time. Um and it is a very much based on opinion and, you know, what well, I was what I meant by that original point was people's opinions change and people's values change and and society changes and your opinion of a film is make or break for that year but actually it doesn't necessarily mean the film is bad um, because in five years' time, it could become one of the best films ever kind of thing. Um, so it's tricky. It's tricky. It's a shame. It's sadness. And it it's a stark reminder of how powerful our reviews and our words can be. And that's not in like a gloaty, oh my God, such power, we can shut down companies. It's just, um, I guess it's a, a cautionary tale to be mindful about what you say online, um, because that will have weight on whether people buy that game or not. And that impacts jobs and people's lives. What kind of person would think a that, a that their like, review would um, tank
0: an entire company, eh?
1: <laughs> I turned that a bit like Mopey Sad, didn't I? But, yeah, I know. I don't think one review is going to tank an entire company. But, you know what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Damn it, Mahoz, you killed Felician. What do you have to say for yourself?
3: <laughs> if anything, mine would have been the ones that almost saved it. Mine was a nice one in comparison. I was one of the few people that actually did like the new Saints yeah. Row reboot for what it
0: was. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Josh, I suppose um, you can close this one now, but do, do you think it speaks to a bigger problem in, in the industry that's so reliant on Metacritic and so reliant on, on those opinions that, you know, I know Square Enix is very bonus-focused on Metacritic scores and perhaps Embrace and Volition are different, but it does speak to, you know, people will now go to Metacritic to see a score for a game before buying it. Do you think that's do you think that's kind of more harmful to the industry than it is less harmful, I guess?
2: Um. I think the only harmful aspect is the people that are toxic and um not generative in kind of what they want as a consumer. Um I guess as a group, it was very easily um dunkable of a game on release on release. Um, not just because of the kind of what they released as as the game, the content, but kind of the state it was released in. Um and for gamers these days, um, it's really, really i mean it's for most people it's really unacceptable uh, people are really not forgiving they're brutal um i mean games it's a weird one there's, there's a there's a weird dichotomy like um uh yog was literally saying how much he loved starfield this year but in the same breath was saying how many times it was crashing on him um so saints row had game breaking bugs similar um but you know it wasn't coming from a point of view. It wasn't coming out from a point of view of, like, this is the next best thing. This was coming at a point of view from, God, Saints Row is back. Like, why? This is, like, a really old series that no one's really paid any attention to anymore. Like, they people coming at it already loaded with, like, reasons to not want to like it. Um, and bless Volition. Like, I, Saints Row is obviously their their heart of the company because it's something that they've continued to kind of make games for um, and go bombastic and wild with it. Um, But maybe they did want to move on, or maybe they did want to change it in a different direction. Um, I think there's kind of a couple of news headlines where uh, um, Volition actually had, like, different ideas about where the game was going to go. However, their publisher, Deep Silver, who have acquired them, was kind of forcing them to go in a different direction that they weren't really happy about. But, you know, they're the ones that publish the game. They're the ones that provide the money. Like, they're going to, you know, their say they're say goes. So you've got a p- passionate development team for a series that is potentially being strong-armed into going in a direction that they don't, that they don't want to go into, um, with also kind of <clears throat> the, the pressure of getting it out on time. And when I say out on time, I mean for the the publishers to be like we want it on this quarter to make this amount of sales for this year to look good for our investors so then you've just got volition kind of like buried underneath like a mountain of shit but they still have to make a game and then people talk shit about it and then they get the bad reviews and you know content creators are very quick to kind of be acidic with their words and um i i mean when we review games i like to think that we do look at flaws, but we don't come at it with, like, uh, the game is flawed, so it's shit. We, you know, I've reviewed Under the Waves, <clears throat> which I can talk about. There are some issues in it, and I've stated them, but I also said they can be fixed, and they w- they probably will be fixed in time. So whether or not you want to hold off on it, I'm just letting you know the state of it now. Um, it's not affected my review score, um, and... It's uh, reflective of kind of what the game actually is. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. It's it's very sad to see. Um, I mean, Volition is a household name these days, and now it's just gone um, because of kind of the powers that be, I guess. And we as an audience are have some responsibility, um, and we're still yet to kind of take it and kind of do good with it instead of kind of have a load of discourse over something that wasn't their fault, in my eyes. I think they probably just had to push out a game that they weren't ready to push out. Um, so, yeah,
0: that's my that's my two pennies worth. Well, there we are. Josh's two pennies worth. We need that to be a second, don't we, in the podcast? <laughs> that was probably a fucking 10-minute rant.
2: I'm sorry, listeners. Maybe you need to hear it. Maybe you don't. You can skip it.
0: <laughs> no, I loved it. Uh, right, then, let's finish off with... Bethesda says Elder Scrolls 6 is in early development, more news still years away. This is from Tom Ivern at VGC. Bethesda has warned Elder Scrolls fans not to expect a significant update on the next series entry anytime soon. The highly anticipated Elder Scrolls 6 was announced in 2018 at E3 with a brief teaser trailer which confirmed it was in pre-production at Bethesda Game Studios. However, Bethesda also revealed staffing at the same event and the sci-fi RPG was ahead of the fantasy release schedule. Following several delays, Starford will launch this week some pre order customers, and the Elder Scrolls 6 says the studio's next flashy game ahead of Fallout 5. There's not really a lot to go on here, but I just thought I'd bring it up because we are in Bethesda week. Um, Let's say, was, Beth- was Elder Scrolls 6 announced perhaps a little bit too early, uh, Miles Thompson? Yes, I
3: think very clearly it definitely was uh, announced far too soon into its non existent current life cycle. Um, obviously they wanted to kind of announce it so people could get excited for it and that they knew it was coming but i don't see why it had to be such a significant announcement so many years ago when it was quite obvious that starfield was going to be developed for the next few years um it's nice that it's happening i think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to it but yeah it was far far too soon and even this story is kind of a bit about nothing like yep we're still working on it and that's it it's like awesome so what was the need for this um I get that people really care and people are really invested in that series, but give them a break. Like They've just released probably one of their best games in a good while um, and they've worked on it for a hell of a long time. So, you know, at least give them a month off to you know enjoy the time that they have for Starfield. Um, But yeah, far too soon. And I think it's emblematic of the hype kind of era that we went through over that kind of period of three or four years or so where just everything was getting announced, but with no release dates and no windows for anything. Um, and I think companies have gotten a bit wiser in holding off their announcements until games are in a better state. So, fingers crossed, we've learned our lessons from then, and uh, yeah, we can all just look forward to Elder Scrolls in about half a decade's time, maybe.
0: Yeah, very exciting times. I know, right? <laughs> we can look forward five years uh, from now. To all about Elder yeah. Scrolls? Uh, Kat, give us a release date for the Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, two
1: thousand and twenty-eight. Mm. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Five years, yeah
2: it's believable yeah. but I also don't know if yeah, they could I make that that's
1: about right. believable but what Josh?
2: I said it's believable but I also don't know if they could make that either I don't know well the
1: thing is we, we don't know do we we don't know if this no. is a bluff to say well they've already done 30% of the game and actually it's going to be a lot sooner or this is yeah. going to be a Grand Theft or 06 job where it's 15 bloody years after the freaking thing so i've given them five Mm. years so it could you're right it could be 2030 as like Mm. welcome to the new decade of the elder scrolls and that's their big thing of like new decade new elder scrolls because that's very that's a very flashy thing for elder scrolls to do that i wouldn't be surprised if they did it um you know like the decade the decade collection and then (laughs) (laughs) like all of them in one collection so i'm gonna say 2028 but i'm also going to maybe back i wanted to say 2030 to begin with and i thought well it's clear way but yeah that's what i'm so if we're all around in 2030 just and they have a decade collection i'm just saying you heard it here first
0: there we go look out for the decades collection (laughs) (laughs) in it
2: sounds very taylor
0: swift like the era's
2: for decades. How dare you?
1: Actually. No, but they do wanky shit, don't they? Like the mm. anniversary collection, yeah. the this collection, the 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 elder scrolls of the giants on the tree collection, the you know, the <laughs> scroll of the of the living seed of life collection. You know, the re-release of this, Grand Theft Auto Five for the fiftieth time. All that, so I'm, and the thing is, I'm just saying, it's, it's easy, they're going, like, oh yeah, new decade, new me, he, 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 he and and I play on the words of that, and then it could be all fantastic, because you'd be like, oh my god, it's a new decade, and then we get Elder Scrolls. I'm just saying I can see it happening, I can see them really, yeah. like, wrench the flannel of marketing with that one.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if we get another console by the time it comes out.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. I think yeah. we'll get the PS five six. Yeah, PS five six. Lol, and the PS six. Hey, that's how uh, Xbox then...
2: name their games, name their consoles these days. So <laughs> PS five six is well in the wheel.
1: PS five six. Yeah, I want to change my answer to twenty thirty, but I am just saying it's twenty twenty eight. I said that too, but I do feel like they might they might really yeah. milk the the new release of the decade.
0: The PS six, not five, coming soon.
1: PS five six. Not the 5, not quite the 6, <laughs> 5, 6.
0: That's very Xbox One X energy. Um, While well, we're, we're on that subject, are we taking bets on if we're going to see another version of GTA 5 before GTA 6?
2: No. Because I hope I for reckon benefit there isn't one. So so I, reckon
0: switch, I reckon Switch 2 will get its own version before GTA mm. 6 comes out.
2: Now, yeah, possibly, but they, they're they winding down on the art. Well, they have my stuff, the update. So, like... With a caveat that the switch release would be story only, no online, and then that would be a shist. Um and then
0: I think that makes sense because I think I think now I think that makes sense. I think a GTA story only version of it on Switch 2 mm-hmm. would yeah. Because there's, nobody wants to have a GTA online on Nintendo servers. Nope. Ugh.
2: And Red Dead have just done it now as well. Just story only content. Um
0: Red Dead redemption, yeah. that is not not uh, too yeah. They they've, if, they've uh, probably been if, working well, we, on how many have found um, Sorry, this is a fucking delay. Um what about um Starfield, special edition, unique edition, complete edition, starry edition? I I would Moonstar eat my edition. hat,
2: but I would love to see it come to as a different edition. That's not what uh Xbox bought them for. But it is it has been the trend that they kind of cross pollinate. Exclusives aren't necessarily exclusive.
0: Yeah, true, but I don't think that's gonna happen. They can't, no. can they? The, no. the the Xbox fan base would go absolutely fucking mental. Yeah.
2: But two years, a different sort of wangy collector's edition for PS5, like, I don't know. I can envision it, but I do doubt it because of the money he's spent acquiring.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Um, I was going to talk about um, the bold guy and his ranting about brain and Starfield, but honestly, um, Toby kind of talked to me out of it, and he's right. We don't want to give him any more attention than the man's already had. Um, no way. Just, um, if you're going to get mad about if you're going to get mad about pronouns in Starfield, you're a fucking asshole. Um, you can skip it. You can jump right over it. I, did, I saw it in the corner of my eye, and I just pressed down and just carried on with the game. You don't have to interact with it in any way. It's not part of the game. You're fucking hell, man. You're an idiot. Um, anyway, let's move on to recommendations. This is how we find something throughout the week that we think, hey, we should share with you our little list, whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a comic book, a duvet, or a pair of sunglasses. Hey, who knows? um let's start with kk cat that's a bad nickname actually thinking about it um what's your recommendation yeah Ah,
1: yeah maybe maybe no one um what is my recommendation okay sorry i'm gonna see Ah, what wait what how are we doing again are we are we are we cutting this what are we doing
0: (laughs) no i'm gonna leave it in but just with the promise that i'll never say it again
1: Oh, I see, I see, I see. I thought you were like, we're going to skip over you. Like, we're just going to get someone else and come back. I was like, ah. Um, I, I, what, what can I recommend? Oh, oh, um, oh, um, um, so this is really random. I've just seen it and I feel like I've never spoken about it before. Um, but Superdrug have these amazing, like, dupe perfume body sprays that are called the Layering Lab, where, They're designed so that there's like five of them and they're designed that you can mix and match them to create different bodies of perfume but they can be used really well on their own. And one of them is an exact dupe of Alien. It smells like Alien um, perfume by Henry Mulger. Um I, I don't say that right, and I don't care to either. Um, not that I don't care about his name, it's just that I'm going to butcher it, however way I say it. Um, but, uh, you know, everyone knows the Alien perfume. Um, and I have, I always, always keep one in my bag or on my um, side cabinet, because they're about $3.99, and they last for so fucking long, and they smell so good. So if you are looking for an inexpensive, like body spray perfume-esque type vibe that fits in your bag get yourself down to super drug and go into the body spray section for the layering lab um and pick out your favorite scent or mix and match too because it makes a unique little perfume that's my recommendation random i know i'm Sol's. going
0: to be on it like sonic how exciting so ready for that um rather than miles your recommendation uh i don't have a lot else to recommend other than Jersey. Milk
3: and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So those are my recommendations. I've already spoken about it. You can also them. get
1: Jersey Milk Ross in the UK. It's the gold top milk. Yes. And it creates it. like a little clotted cream vibe in the in the top of the lid so that if you have it on your cereal, it's really creamy and thick. And it's not gone off, I swear. It's just it's because it's so mm. thick that it turns into like a little clotted cream vibe. So it's very good to have. But yeah, if you did want to try Jersey Milk, it's the gold
0: one. Yeah, it's fucking banging. All right. Well, there you go. Good luck getting that into the uh, the description. You'd <laughs> be talking about milk so much. Yeah. Yes, we had a lot of talk about Miles' creamy milk on this episode. Oh no! Please don't do that. Please, <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. We're, it's it, it's already in. Uh, Josh, what's your recommendation? This
2: week? Um, so I've got an odd recommendation, uh, purely because I'm going to tell you not to finish it because it turns to utter shite uh, after a few episodes. But if you do finish it, then fair enough to you. Um, it is a show on Netflix called Zombieverse. Um, it is a Korean production. And essentially what it is, is a reality TV show where um, celebrities have been caught up in a sort of like pseudo dating show that turns into a zombie apocalypse. And they, they're they not aware that the people are turning into zombies until it's too late and they kind of just have to fend for themselves. Um, It's a really weird concept. Uh, It fascinated me on whether or not what was real and what wasn't. Um, But I just enjoyed kind of like the antics that they went through of kind of running away from zombies, how they deal with the situations. There's like all these types of different characters that kind of, you know, some are nice and lovely and they'll try and save people for their detriment and others will leave them to burn and get bitten. Um, Yeah, it's really hilarious. Um, It gets really slow after, like, the halfway mark, and I've kind of just dipped off it. But I had an entertaining night watching the first few episodes, so I recommend, if you want to watch something a bit kind of, you know, something that you can just switch on, turn your brain off, and just have a gig of that zombie-verse on Netflix.
0: Great. Hey, I'm going to check that out. you am going to have to check that out. That looks really good. I do remember watching the trailer thinking, yeah, that's my kind of thing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, for sure. Uh, what's my recommendation? Uh, well, apologies for being terribly self-serving. Um, I've got a new album out it landed today it's on spotify and apple and Dido and deezer um it's a it's a fun album lots of uh live recordings and acoustic covers and things of uh some songs that i love and uh also features a recording of my dad performing the one song he ever wrote and i've got the only recording of it and i remastered it and put it on this album and uh it's really cool that it's on there and that my dad's now available to buy worldwide on digital music store. um so uh if you do want to check it out it's uh It's on, yeah, Spotify, uh, Tidal, Amazon, Deezer, Apple. all the Places. It's called Live, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's available now. So go check it out. Thank you very much. If nothing else, then to hear Dad play because it's really cool, Um, especially on an album that I made and have them there. It's great. Uh, Rather then, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the podcast. I know. I know. It's very sad. Thank you all very much, Steve, for anything. Don't forget. If you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. Follow us on threads at finger underscore GNS. We are on both of them. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Miles, of course, who's smart, and not on Twitter slash threads slash X, whatever you want to call it. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until then... It is goodbye from Miles. Farewell. Oh it's goodbye from Kat.
1: See you later, alligator. <laughs> Why have I always got the cringiest goodbye sign-offs?
0: I don't oh. know. I don't know. You do it Lord, so well, though. Does
1: it, does it make me cute? I don't know. Who knows? Even that sounds uh, fucking cringe. Bye. <laughs> oh, God.
0: And it's goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. I've been Roscoe. Until next time, we'll see you on the Finger Guns Put 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 podcast. Bye.